Hello everyone, welcome to Codify, a podcast about all things computer science. I am one of your co-hosts, Marla Tumindjargal. And I'm another one of your hosts, Avia Agarwal. Okay, so today we are excited to bring you another episode talking about the state of augmented and virtual reality in 2030. So with that, I'm just going to go right into it. So I think there's no doubt in saying that augmented and virtual reality is going to be such an integral part of our lives in the future. And augmented reality is a type of 3D spatial technology that uses the user's environment and it's adding, it's overlaying more digital information over that. So again, it's a type of 3D spatial technology where the user's environment is being taken into account and based on the user's surroundings, the technology is adding digital information on top of that. So one of the biggest examples of this is actually Snapchat filters. So whenever we open up our Snapchat app and we look at it, it's taking our face, it's inputting our face and it's inputting um, like where, where our eyes are, where our jaws are and it's, it's taking these features and overlaying this information on top. So if we take like the classic like dog filter, it's overlaying the ears and the tongue onto our face based on the information that we're presenting it. And so that is basically what augmented reality is. Um, Avia, what is virtual reality and what is the difference between the two? Uh, yeah, so virtual reality is a simulated 3D environment that enables users to explore and interact with virtual surrounding in a way that approximates reality as it is perceived through the user's senses. The environment is created with computer hardware and software, although users might need to, might also need to wear devices such as helmets or goggles to interact with the environment. The more deeply users can immerse themselves in a VR environment and block out their physical surroundings, the more they are able to suspend their belief and accept it as real, even if it is fantastical in nature. So between virtual reality and augmented reality, the differences come down to the, vo- the devices that they require and the experience itself. So augmented reality uses a real-world set- setting, while virtual reality is just completely virtual in a setting that you've never seen before. So basically just like another fantasy world. And AR users can control their presence in the real world, while VR or virtual virtual reality users are controlled by the system itself. So they're always very heavily controlled, while AR users can pretty much just do whatever they want. Virtual reality requires a headset device, but augmented reality can be accessed with just a smartphone. Augmented reality enhances both the virtual and real world, while virtual reality only enhances a fictional reality. Mm-hmm. I loved the way that you explained that, because a lot of the times people mix up what augmented and virtual reality is, and so that's just such a clear distinction between the two. So now let's get into how did both technologies come to be? Like, what was the main inspiration behind the creation of each? Can you go more into that? Um, so both actually started the exact same way with Ivan Sutherland, who was a computer scientist who presented his vision of the ultimate display. At that time, the ultimate display was a concept of a virtual world viewed through a special device, which replicated reality so well that the user would not be able to differentiate it from actual reality. This included the user being able to interact with objects and the Um, concept featured computer hardware to form the virtual world and to keep it functioning in real time. 
his paper that he wrote is seen as the fundamental blueprint for VR. However, the term augmented reality and virtual reality, but specifically augmented reality, wasn't coined until 1990 by Boeing researcher Tim Cottle. But the first idea came from Ivan Sutherland. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting, especially because technology itself is such a new creation of mankind. And so the fact that we've been able to create technology using our surroundings like VR and AR, I think that's just so incredible and just it shows how far we've come. So with that, I'm gonna go into the popular use cases of VR and AR. So AR and VR, they're an extension of, of technology, of computer science essentially. And the most popular use cases I would say is gaming. We have gaming, we, there's healthcare, education. I mean, practically every industry that we're seeing in today's world has some form of technology embedded in it. And so as a result, virtual and augmented reality are a part of that. And so those are some popular use cases for which augmented and virtual reality are within. And I think now is such a great time to bring up one of the biggest conversations surrounding this topic, which is Apple's Vision Pro, right? And so in case you guys have been living under a rock, the Apple Vision Pro is a type of mixed reality headset, which is just a medium in between virtual and augmented. And it's developed by Apple. It was actually announced earlier this year on in, in early June, I believe. And basically what the Vision Pro is, it's acts like a spatial computer where this digital media is being integrated with the real world with a mix of some virtual reality aspects and the users can input things like their eye movements, like their voice, even motion gestures with their hands. And this spatial computer will read all of this input and the user can interact with the system. And I just think this is such an incredible technology that shows like the state of augmented and virtual reality that we're seeing today. And so those are some very popular applications and use cases for each. So now I wanna go into how artificial intelligence and machine learning are playing into this. So I would like to say that machine learning is probably the base of this because when we think of standard computer science, it's more so in a way that's very static. And by static, I mean, it's the, the, the code is only adapted to a few use cases, right? It's adapted to a few cases uh, that might have like errors or exceptions, whereas machine learning is so good at taking on a lot of test cases and adapting the code to individual environments. So if we take this Vision Pro, for example, everyone is going to be in a different type of room and a different type of environment. And standard computer science simply can't do that. It can't account for every single test case there is, but machine learning can. It can take huge amounts of data, like millions and millions of pieces of data from the internet and from databases to aggregate data together to create like plausible learning methods for how we can improve AR and VR. And um, yeah, that's basically how machine learning is playing into AR and VR. So Avia, 
how uh, how is how is this going to change the world? Like, what types of fields are it? How is it influencing different types of fields today? Well, it's actually already transforming communication, education, fitness, gaming, health, commerce, productivity, and so much more. We'll continue to see a combination of virtual and augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and blockchain technologies that will transform society mm-hmm. in ways that empower people from anywhere with internet access to learn faster, be more productive, ha- improve health, and live more inspired lives. So currently, VR enables the ability to work from everywhere, and it also provides the access to immersive learning from anywhere. So for example, in middle schools, high-speed internet um, Sorry, immersive learning means that individuals who live thousands of miles away from one another can interact and share virtual objects as if they're in the same space and learn skills that maybe not that they may not be able to in the physical world. So many universities have already started experimenting with VR in their curriculum, and many companies have also been using VR to train employees on new equipment, procedures, and other required skills. VR also has the ability to bring space to you. So, for example, because it's so virtual, you can actually do whatever you want in it. So it's especially important for those who have limited mobility or are unable to travel because it can bring wherever you want to go to you, including space. It will probably, it could create more equality and reduce implicit biases because it's starting to create a future where you can embody any avatar and portray yourself with any identity you desire. So this may sound like fake, but the technology to do this already exists and you, we've actually been doing it consistently over time. By utilizing avatars in virtual spaces, you can eliminate implicit biases that are unintentionally carried into interviews, for example. And for that matter, most social interactions In a recent study by Stanford University, actually, it was shown that people who use VR for social experiences feel more connected and are more likely to express kindness towards others. With the ability to have a diverse range of social interactions in VR, we'll see increased empathy and compassion across cultures as we become exposed to new ways of thinking and living. VR will also maybe be able to help the environment as it always is, as it already is, because it can reduce emissions and save energy because when people are using VR they're not using cars, planes or other energy guzzling vehicles. VR could also expand our minds and our cognitive capabilities because we're constantly learning and evolving as humans so VR could play a huge role in accelerating the process of learning. It can open our minds to new possibilities that would otherwise be unavailable to us. So Yeah, I think in the future, I think that it'll help a lot with everything, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think it'll help a lot with individual industries, like in medicine, it's already helping a lot with treating patients and having new um, things in like surgery rooms and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's like making for new technology that makes just everything with um, medicine easier. And so I think because of that, with more learning techniques, I think it'll just help the world a lot and just improve it Mm -hmm. a lot. I loved how you worded that, worded that, especially with that point with eliminating bias and kind of preconceived notions towards people. And we're seeing this today, even with machine learning. A lot of developers have noticed that their data contains bias and we're working towards creating unbiased data as much as we can. And so that will naturally interweave within 
this type of technology, which I think is very important as well. And I love how you brought up culture and how it's connecting people, because even though this technology seems very like futuristic and very tech-based, and it just seems very, I don't want to say unrealistic, but more so like not relatable. It, I love to see how you're connecting that with everyday things and how we can use it in a way that is more so than just it's like informational and practical uses every day. It also connects into human connection and emotion, which I love to see. <laughs> so now with that, I'm gonna go into the ethical concerns, going into the other side, perhaps the more the cons of virtual and augmented reality, if you will. Um, and so the biggest concern that I'm seeing with this technology is privacy. Because virtual and augmented reality, they're collecting user inputs like voice, or they're collecting eye tracking for the Apple Vision Pro, even um, like hand movements. Cause I know like certain VR sets have hand like motion sensors that input data, just all sorts of data that this technology is collecting is a risk point for privacy. It risk it raises the concern of how the company behind it is using, storing and sharing that data with other people or other companies, which is such a huge concern as well, because it can be used to perhaps sell our personal information or target certain groups um, for advertising. And so just in general, users are not aware of what how their data is being used. And so that is a big concern that I'm seeing. The second concern that I see is what Avia mentioned earlier with bias and discrimination, um, especially because AR and VR is so database. It needs huge amounts of data to operate itself. And this data almost all of the time has biases, um, intentional or, or unintentionally. And so, that can definitely lead to perpetuating certain stereotypes or biases, which can harm certain groups of people. And that is just something we need to look to avoid within the industry. And lastly, the last concern that I'm seeing with this type of technology is cybersecurity concerns. And we actually talked about this in our last episode about cybercrime hitting $10 trillion by 2025. But basically, this technology provides like the gateways for cybercrime, right? And it, and it raises concerns of how this technology will be used, um, perhaps in malicious ways. And so that is also a very big concern as well. And so Avia, what do we think is gonna happen in the future with VR? Um, so I think it's actually going to continue to grow because of ex increasing acceptance for the technology. I feel like virtual and augmented reality will consolidate and come into forms in the future. Tethered systems and standalone units. Tethered systems will be comprised of a unit or wearable on the head with a wire attached to a processing unit, while standalone units will house all systems from display to processing within the unit and be available as a wearable. We're already seeing early signs of these trends as manufacturers choose a mixture between standalone and tethered units. Although some standalone units are already available, these devices are more complex and difficult to implement. I feel like they'll provide more personalized, accessible, and well-designed experiences in the future. 
a platform i feel like everything will shift for example like new ar glasses might come out with new lte capabilities that will become an alternative to even the smartphone um i feel like the new just everything with consuming electronics like in the consumer industry everything will change with that and we might even be using augmented reality technology to check our text messages and smart glasses to scroll through instagram in the future mm -hmm. Okay, and so with that, that'll be it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us on our Instagram at Codify, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys.